made it with herbs and spice. Roasted chicken sure is nice. Good evening, Surf Clam. Well, welcome to Memphis Mondays, except we're... In Mexico. Wow. Mexico way. Yeah. How do you say Monday in Spanish again? Lunes. Lunes de Memphis in Mexico. Si. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> you like look, that? Look at you. Uh, yeah. That's super offensive. Topic. Topic. Well, we are staying. What hotel are we at? Yeah, this, you stay we home. are at Hotel Coral y Marina. Nice. Yeah. Which means? Uh, Hotel Coral and there's a marina outside. Yeah. For so there's, there's coral and boats around, is pretty sure. much what they're getting at. Uh, yeah, this place is pretty cool. I mean, whatever. It's, water pressure's a little strange. Don't ever... Other place. Oh, really? Ah, some kid that's Mexico, dude. It's like, Indoor pool, though, man. Indoor pool's pretty bad. Come on. Big fan. Give big it fan, up. Big fan. Actually, pretty goddamn nice room, too. So. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, we'll take it. So, uh, yeah, we were kind of walking around the lobby downstairs earlier and uh, talking about, uh, you know, what probably... You know, Cody, you've never worked in a, a restaurant in a hotel. I have for a year. Um, certainly, I've... You know, we've both traveled enough to know what it's like. So I think let's talk about restaurants that are part of hotels. Okay. Got it. You and definitely have the, the one up on me on this. For sure. But you've traveled. You've seen them. Well, I've, so, I've, so, so let, let's spin it like this. Let's start with our outside observations real quick. So, And I, I'll, I'll get it going so you can kind of follow me got on it. this. So, you know, you, you walk into a hotel restaurant, wherever it is, Omaha, St. Louis, Tampa, whatever, right? And they always have, like, the knockoff Rick Bayless version of whatever Mexican restaurant. They always have, like, the knockoff Morton Steakhouse. Of course. They always have, you know, Billy Burger, Buffet Bar, Mm -hmm. Sports, you know, I just need a cheeseburger and a beer kind of place. The Red Robin of a hotel. Right. And maybe they have a high-end Asian place. Those are, like, the four kind of commonplace restaurants that I see. Uh, generally speaking, and um, yeah, they're always plug and play to me. And, and and I've only known one, maybe two executive chefs that were like exec for like, let's say a, a location at a high end like Ramada or something like that. Not super Ramada. Okay. Well, no, but not like Four Seasons executive chef. I'm but, following. You, yes. So it always struck me as funny. Like, why? Why does this place even have an executive chef? Like, they're not making their own freaking Burblanc. Like, they're just you know, it just is well what put. It is. Yeah. Um, so, you know, those are my outside impression just from looking, you know, at a, at a restaurant in a hotel lobby is A, it's probably one of four plug and play, you know, types of cuisine and B, it's got a big giant bar attached to it because all the business travelers were, and actually I didn't know this until, well, it was a few years ago, but I had some friends that were business travelers. I didn't know there was this whole underground seedy thing of like business traveler hookup because you're on the road thing. Like I literally totally escaped me until someone brought it up. What do you mean? Just like, you know, you're married, but you're on the road all the time. And, you know, there's like, you just go to the hotel bar and kind of, you know, see if you're going to have a little recess while you're out on oh. the road. And, and it should have been obvious, but I, I didn't pick it up till I talked with actually my, my buddy, this ex time Warner exec guy. He's like, Oh yeah, dude, it's a total scene. And I'm like, wow, I, huh. I had no idea. And now when I walk into those bars, I'm like, Oh, yeah, everyone's just kind of hanging out. Funny you should mention that. <laughs> having a Chardonnay and a martini and just waiting to see how the evening goes. Right? Uh, so it was quite fascinating. But okay. yeah, they, they always have like, you know, the the bar. And I've been to a thousand of them. You know, that bar where like, okay, I'm here in freaking 
you know, Cincinnati. I guess I'm just going to get a shot in a beer. Yeah, tomorrow. that's going on downstairs right yeah, now. What just happened to you, Cody? Yeah, yeah. well. So are you it, here for the it, convention? It, yeah. yeah. So are you here in town for yeah. the – no. Yeah, just so here to get yeah, yeah. Uh, just grab, grabbing a quick cold and go to the room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Leave me leave me alone. So your your impressions. I mean, you just you just had an impression of a hotel bar and restaurant right now. Well, I mean, uh, the one thing that I always take away from like restaurant in a hotel or um, a concept that's inside of a hotel is that they don't have to try hard. the 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 customers are built in. There's really no expectation of the food to be decent. Right. So that's always been my and, and it's I'm going to say 80 percent of the time it's true. But every once in a while, you 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 find yourself going to places like, you know what? Food's actually really decent. And there'll, there'll actually be like a, a, a chef on staff that's like really, you know, got his chance and, and actually did something with it, with the opportunity. But more likely, let's be honest, like it's it, you said, it's it's a plug and play and it's just an opportunity for them to justify selling food out of their hotel and getting room service taken care of and they can just walk away and not have to worry about it. That's kind of my perception. But uh, my experience selling fish to hotels in, in LA and stuff. Oh yeah. You do have a lot of practical experience with not working, but selling to them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But you know what goes on back there. Yeah. I will say my experience. Uh, I really, have, and I've always told you this, my experience with like the hotel Bel Air is their kitchen culture is just, man, I would have loved to been a young chef coming up the ranks in that hotel, honestly. And I don't say that often as far as like, I want to work for a hotel. But what those guys are doing and, and the, the kind of culture that that is um, curated in that that kitchen is just really, it, it's important. I, I, I hope it never goes away. And I hope they always have an executive chef like Hugo, that, that what he's doing now, it's just... They're, they're fabbing everything themselves. They're making everything in-house. And there's just, you know, I, I I was hearing that at the end of their Sundays, at the end of the service, they just clap slowly. And then it gets louder and louder and faster and faster. And that's the whole kitchen does that at the end of their, like, their, their work week. And they just, just every time I go in that kitchen, I just feel the uh, excitement and the energy. And it's not one of those things where it's, yes, chef, and there's no music and it's very stuffy. Because that's what I think about hotels. It's I, I think of like it being it's institu- institutionalized, institutionalized yeah. and sterile and safe and just you know there's no room for ideas and going against the grain. That's what I feel about hotel restaurants, um, and that's kind of my experience of just eating at hotel restaurants. There's just I've never associated like really good quality food and, and ideas coming out of that. Um, and so when I started delivering that that hotel, that restaurant, I was just really intrigued. Like, wh- where does that come from? And 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 how was how long has this been happening? And and um, I always noticed that the chefs that worked that are still working there um, have a, a really sense of security, and they feel good, and and they they're not. There's no backstabbing, and there's no like someone trying to throw each other on the bus. Because I feel like as a at a hotel restaurant, everyone's trying to make their way up to the top. Where when I go to the Hotel Bel Air, people are very comfortable where they're at and they're not trying to to one up each other and, and get something from somebody's like messing up. That's my experience with that. Um, I will say as a whole, 
I'm always underwhelmed by the food at hotel restaurants, unfortunately. And I, and I really think it's one, it's a tourist trap. They're always going to have people come through. They're not worried about the, their reviews because who cares? It's going to be another person. It's not a comeback business, right? It's not, a, people aren't going to come back and, oh, the food's so good. I want to come. It, that's, it doesn't, that's not built into that. They don't have a built-in, they have a built-in clientele, but they're not, they're not worried about repeat business from the same clientele. So therefore they don't have to try as hard. So that's just kind of my observation about hotel restaurant culture. Well, and so let's switch it up and, and talk about, you already kind of talked about internal perceptions because you haven't worked at one, but you've seen them and, uh, you know. I've, and and have friends that actually work and, and just hear, heard stories. Yeah. So you have, a, you have a, a personal connection, although not a professional working connection right. with it. And I, I, I don't think I could. Just to be honest. Well, believe me, you know, and I spent, you know, I spent a year working at the King's Highway at the Ace Hotel and Swim Club, which was a, uh, you know, um, a lesson for me, both good and bad. You know, I saw a lot of things that really improved me as a chef. Organizationally, I'd never been around a kitchen scaled up like that. You know, there was a lot of, um, a lot of logistics and, you know, I saw a lot of, I saw a lot of mistakes made that I wouldn't make in my own kitchen. Mm -hmm. And I've, with a caveat of saying, I've made what I hope is about every big mistake you can possibly make as a chef. And I'm sure there's a lot more, but that was an education and more things that I wouldn't do and an education and things that I would do. Mm. You know what I mean? Every, every kitchen has positive and negative takeaways, but you know, as far as uh, you know, understanding what it's like working in in a in a hotel restaurant, and you know, obviously, like we were talking about earlier, there's, there's at least at the Ace and in most hotels in Palm Springs, they have, um, you know, multiple outlets. At the Ace, it was, you know, room service, the pool, Amigo Room, and Kings and Saguaro's the same way. They have their pool, the restaurant there, and room service, and and certainly being in Palm Springs geographically and and um, professionally you know, gave me an idea of like, okay, all these properties are saying they have multiple, have multiple outlets. But, you know, when you go to a Ramada in St. Louis or Minneapolis, St. Paul or whatever, it, and to what you were saying, restaurants and hotels, I don't think ever categorically fail. They might rebrand, right? you know, you might go to a hotel in Cleveland one time and they have a steakhouse there and then maybe you go back in two years and now it's rebranded as a, you know. Mexican joint. Yeah, yeah. nouveau Mexican <clears throat> joint or whatever. But I don't, think, I, don't, I don't think restaurants and hotels categorically fail like standalones do, you know, because they, they, are, they have that built. Someone's going to want a fucking club sandwich. Of course. Period. Right. Story, and they're going to have a club sandwich. And they're going to have a club sandwich. Right. Every, you know, I don't care, you know, who you are, you want a club sandwich. That's just built in the menu. It's just built in the menu. Right. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's just, I don't think they categorically fail. When I would, when I would talk with fellow chefs in, in Palm Springs that were in the hotel industry, including people on property at my place, I would always say, you know, you don't have to worry about failing, but the thing to get your head around in a hotel restaurant is, uh, you know, okay, you're not going to fail. Kings Highway isn't going to fail. It's not perfect. It's, it's fairly imperfect in a lot of ways and really excels in a lot of other ways. It's not going to fail. People are going to eat scrambled eggs for breakfast and they want avocado toast. Plenty of white girls want avocado toast. Um, but the idea of how do you excel in the restaurant world when you're attached to a hotel? How do you make... 
And maybe the parent company of whatever hotel you're at or whatever the management doesn't want the restaurant to shine. They don't want it to interfere. I was going to say, I was, yeah, yeah. You know, maybe that's part of the tension too. But you know, if 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 I had a a restaurant and a hotel, hypothetically, I I wouldn't worry about failing. I could phone it in. You know, I could be smoking weed and playing video games and making sure my sous are doing everything. Mm -hmm. Okay, great, whatever. And most institutional chefs I know you know, can phone it in like that. The guys I would know that work for Aramark and the big, big outfits, like it's not rocket science. It's got to play by the rules and work a computer. But how do you make a restaurant excel in a, in a hotel culturally? I mean, you've seen examples of it, Cody. Um, well, I'll say this about that. Uh, they have really good budgets. That's the one thing that can help like them not fail is that they just have money to burn because they have a, a repeat clientele that's coming back at all times. So they know they have a, a they know they have a revenue stream that's always going to be there. Well, like we were talking about downstairs over the breakfast buffet, which was pretty spectacular. It was it, you know, right? Yeah, great for a buffet. Yeah. But, you know, uh, you, like we were saying, if you're charging 550 bucks a night for a room, what do you care about selling a burger for 18 bucks at dinner? You know, it just doesn't it, where's your attention going? Is it going to be the rooms or is it be, is it going Yeah, where do you want that money to be spent? Yeah, or or where you know where are you about where you worried about your money coming from, you know I I can just you know look around the room in this property right now. I say the rooms off the top of my head are about seventy seven percent of the revenue here. Yes, overall, if yeah. you were to take everything into account, parking, bar, restaurant, massages, mm-hmm. whatever resort fees, I bet just the nuts and bolts of charging one hundred and fifty, two hundred bucks a night, maybe more during the high season here, is, is just where their, their revenue comes from. I could be off base, but I'm guessing it's a you might be right. So yeah, why do you care about your restaurant if you're not if you're not making money if it's breaking even and you're putting money from the rooms back into the restaurant? I don't know. May, but maybe you care enough about your restaurant to understand that that's a value add to the people that are coming to visit your hotel. And even if you lose a little bit of money in the the restaurant to make it up, taking it out of the rooms because people have a good experience and it is a destination spot to go to that restaurant. Hotel Bel, Bel- Air, I mean, I delivered with you there once and was talking with those cats. They're great, dude. Yeah. The cool scene, man. Really cool. For for a place perceived as Bel Air and, and rich and up, like, you know, snobby and all that opposite as far as that kitchen culture which you walk in place and you're like oh god you know do i make eye contact will the chef even you know talk to me but then you know once you go on their touch base you're like wow these guys get it these guys are just stoked to be here because one they've got great budgets there's really no they don't have to watch their food costs they're getting the best product on the planet into their place and they're just generally happy to be there because they know they could be working at a real restaurant where their you know their food cost has to be below 34%, right? So these guys are like, wow, you know, black truffles from here and they're getting whole pigs brought in and they're, you know, they're tons of caviar and foie gras and, you know, their pastry chef is doing just, you know, they're doing the ostrich. You know, there's just, there's, they're in another echelon as far as the hotel restaurants, right? Like there's not, there's only so many people that get to do that and they're in that little category. So they know they're blessed to be in that. So they just take it not not they don't take themselves seriously. They don't take the whole thing seriously. They they take it as a blessing like I'm just stoked to be here getting to create um and knowing my food cost is going to be shit. I, I got to I got to think their food cost is probably in the high 40s. Wow, crazy. Yeah. 
It's a lot. But well, whatever. And <clears throat> let's talk about one more thing when it comes to restaurants because it's something I just experienced. Um, we were at um, the Nixon Library shooting a wedding there two weeks ago. Okay. And a big, huge party, 200, I'm guessing almost 200 people sit down. And their bank, and to full disclosure, I was at the ACE, but I was primarily on the banquet team. I like prefer the banquet setting. It's a little bit more uh, fluid and dynamic. And, mm-hmm. and uh, the team over there was was really, really solid. But their banquet team was on spot at the Nixon Library. Like, really executed really well. The food looked great. I, you know, like I said, I was shooting a wedding for a friend of mine, taking photos and doing a little bit of video coverage. And, um, yeah, I was, you know, in back, and I saw them, you know, setting the setting the trays to start service. I was like, man, those salads look fucking great. Like mm. it just, the it looked good. And and when I go to hotels, so I guess what I'm getting at is there's also that banquet side of most large hotels where you have, you know, conferences. And dude, when I've talked with some of the chefs that I wouldn't consider quote unquote classic chefs, but they're banquet chefs, they're banquet sous, and they're talking about the numbers they're turning, like a thousand people at a time in three huge conference rooms that's crazy dude. yeah yeah that's crazy yeah i don't even know how you do it and anybody can do that crappy wedding chicken breast with that far east or near east rice pilaf that you get from <laughs> smart and final yeah. and, and steamed broccoli like anybody can do that but when i hear stories about people landing you know like crazy you know like thermidor for freaking 900 people like you got to be joking, dude, because that sauce is going to break. Yeah. You can't keep it, you know, you're not going to hot It's going to be it. rubbery as a mother. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, and you guys do that stuff. And that's a whole different revenue stream for a high-end event like that. If you're charging a corporate client, if, you know, TRW or 3AM owns, rolls up at your restaurant and buys the whole place out, you can charge them 150 bucks a head for lunch. What's food, co- what's food cost on that? Right. 18 bucks. 18. I don't know. Yeah. Making some money on that. Yeah, it's crazy. And and that's putting on a pretty decent spread, you know. It's probably, you know, a little bit more if you're doing filet mignon at night for a big thing. But I was blown away. And it's much like I talk about, you know, how most caterers should be taken out and shot for, <laughs> you know, overcharging. It's like it, when, I, when I see some BEOs at, at hotels, I'm, at, I'm like, you're charging 72 bucks a head for rice pilaf and chicken for a wedding? Like, but it's because you, they can. It's because they can't. Right. Yeah. And it's like that article I did on, on uh, you know, Six Secrets Caterers Don't Want to Know. Don't want, them want to you know. to know. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, you know, that was one of them. Like, they got cozy relationships with the venues. And if you do anything at a hotel, including a wedding, wedding you got to use their kitchen. Period. End of story. That's just how it works. Yeah. They ain't no yeah. dummies. Yeah. And so, okay, cool. You want to you wanna have a wedding at, you know, dude, I, I mentioned it on the Rwani podcast. Someone bought out the Awani when I was there like six or eight years ago for a wedding. I don't know who buys out the Awani and the grind di- grand dining room for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I don't even know what want to know what that figure is. Right. It's psycho. Yeah, and if you want to have a nice wedding in Vegas, even if it's at the frickin' Luxor, be prepared. Pay. Be prepared. <laughs> be prepared yeah, to drop some money. But it's yeah. easy, it's easy money for the hotel. Yeah, it's a very interesting way uh, of uh, restaurant. It's a very different way it is yes it is a restaurant but it's a different way of running a restaurant like it's not adhering to what the normal restaurant status quo is it's just not it does it doesn't it doesn't care it's its own little beast so i i you know i've never worked there but i'm always intrigued by one how they get away with justifying their food cost and and two um 
one, if the food is good, how do they how do they do that? And two, if their food's shit, how they get away with it? So I'm, I'm always like, wow, it's always a, a mystery to me, like how it just. Well, it, that train keeps moving. It, it just blows my mind, seriously. Uh, and I've always loved hearing your stories about how the hotel that you worked at was just, you know, the, the good stories and the horror stories. Like, wow. I mean, guess that's just how it is. Yeah, and 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 honestly, every property that I've worked at, you know, Orange County is a little bit different. My footprint is footprint in Orange County has been different over the years, and certainly LA and, and Texas has been a different footprint. But, uh, you know, being exposed to the institutional hotel restaurant side in in Palm Springs and the greater Coachella Valley and understanding what a different animal that is. And like you said, it doesn't care. You know, it, <laughs> it doesn't it, have to, man. It, yeah, it doesn't have to. It just it just is what it is. And, you know, I, the banquet team at the Ace, to our credit, executed some pretty good food. You know, there was some stuff that. I probably would have changed and some stuff that I wouldn't have changed like any other kitchen I've worked in. Uh, and, you know, I went to one or two events in Palm Springs, all those cheesy food and wine events that are always the same crappy food. And it just, that is what it is. It just happens. Um, but, you know, I went to one or two banquets in Palm Springs while I was out there that were pretty freaking nice. Like, they did a good job, you know, which I was kind of shocked by, but it was definitely the exception rather than the rule. But, the check cleared. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you're serving. The money comes in. The credit card goes through. And if it's for a big corporate client or someone who's putting on a wedding with a few bucks in their pocket, that's just how it's going to work. So. Yeah. I, I helped do a, a catering for the Beverly, Beverly Hills Hotel. And they we did a uh, Christmas party for a, I think it was an investment. Some, I don't know. But it was their 20th year they'd been buying out the the hotel or the Beverly Hills hotel banquet. And we did it for 300 people. And what I charged for the sushi, they didn't even blink. They're just like, cool. Wow. So I was just one cog in that little machine. They had like a, you know, Wolfgang puck pizza thing. They had, um, a burger bar. They, I mean, they had this, I mean, they went all out and what I charged just for sushi I can only imagine what they charge for that whole party. And it just done. So uh, something's going right for the restaurant, like the, the hotel restaurants. It, it blows my mind. I did, um, what's the, is it the Huntington Hyatt that has the bridge over PCH? Yes. South of the pier, yeah. yeah. This was a, quite a few years ago. Um, and me and my brother did, I was working at Memphis. I was, it was post-district lounge, I was back at, I was back at Memphis. I was doing Two Brothers Barbecue. And someone came in from Huntington. And they're like, hey, you have a barbecue catering company with the Memphis regulars. I'm like, yeah, you know, I barbecue for you. They're like, hey, have you ever do a whole pig? I'm like, yeah, sure I have. You know, <laughs> no. No, no. I'd, I'd, I'd seen them done, and I'd participated in doing a couple, but whatever. So they're like, hey, you know, they're doing a big pharmaceutical event at the Huntington Hyatt. They went, oh, man. It was, it was this big, huge, big, huge Mexican You say giant. pharmaceuticals? Oh, totally. And, Tons of uh, money. It was the same thing, dude. They're like, well, how much to roast a whole pig? And I just threw this just dumb, you know, <laughs> I, 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 I'll tell you exactly what I charged. I charged $3,800 to cook a pig, right? Wow. And I got a suckling pig from Chino, threw it on the spit, got there early and, and spinned it up. And, you know, okay, great. You know, did I have a couple trays of homemade carnitas underneath there just in case I ran out? Of course I did. That's what all chefs do. But, um, yeah, and, I mean, all in I spent 
I don't even know, maybe 400 bucks or something. And they didn't even, like, oh, yeah, cool. You know, great. Thank you. It, it just it kind of is what it is. It, it, it's still the Wild West. It's going to be the Wild West for a long time. I, there's just no formula. Like, you know, like you were saying, they all adhere to a certain way of like, okay, either we don't want our restaurant to shine and we're just going to, you know, we'll phone it in and it'll be fine. Or they just have so much money they can just throw stuff at it and they don't care. It doesn't seem like there's much of a middle ground either. Does there's it? not much middle ground. That's the, that's Is it the, just me? It, it's just the odd thing to me. Yeah. I, I could be, I, I could, not that I'm high because I'm not high, but I was going to say, I could be high, but it doesn't seem like there's a, a it seems like they either really care a lot or only kind of sort of care. I totally and agree. And not much in between. I agree. And I certainly know, you know, from the experiences at various properties I've been, you know, either involved with or or seen in Palm Springs, I know exactly where all those individual properties fell on that spectrum. You know what I mean? From from good to bad. Hmm. Mostly, honestly, bad. You know, the, the, the no, the hotel scene in Palm Springs, they don't, you know, they don't, I don't think a lot of them care. You I, know? I think that's generally... I think that's what we're getting. At. I think generally speaking, it just they don't care. You know, what? they don't have to. That's a that's a great way to sum it up. I think if I was to sum up the, the <laughs> if I was to sum up the food side of food and beverage at a restaurant is, they don't really care for hotels. For hotels, yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, the food the food and beverage side for hotels. <laughs> so is that the general is, consensus? For I think this the, I topic. think the general consensus is okay. I take that back. I'm going to close with this, and then you close. You ready? All right. I mean, I'm saying that they generally either don't care or are trying really hard to pretend to care. I agree with you. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, greetings from Mexico. And thanks for jumping in on Memphis Mondays. If you work at a hotel, hopefully you have the day off like the if rest of the If you work at a hotel, we're, we apologize. We apologize. And, we, and we could have gotten way worse, actually. But um, And that was a very, it was very tame. Thank you. Yeah, yeah we'll we we could have went back, we, but we you know, listen, we're we're all trying to just make that money and and pay the rent, you know, and not step on too many toes. Yeah. Well, thanks for jumping on this Memphis Mondays in beautiful Mexico, and well, tomorrow we're gonna get up and not surf and then drive. Yeah, home. I don't want to get sick. Uh, I mean, I looked really good today, but yeah, we got to yeah, get home. It looked pretty epic. It kind of happens. Well, it is Monday. If it's your day off, enjoy your day off. Go out and get freaking wrecked, dude. <laughs> just. Go get a pizza and a 20-pack and just, like, five shots of Jaeger and sit at home Holy and watch shit. Imagination Land or something. Yeah, great waste of your time. Great waste of your time. Well, it is Monday. you got nothing else to do. But if you did have something, if you did have if something, you if, you, if were, you were to do something today, Cody, If on you're a, Monday, a chef uh, and you have that time, go sharpen your damn knives. Go sharpen your goddamn knives. Thanks for jumping in, guys. We'll catch you for the next one. One thing's for sure. What's that I can't wait no more. Tear the meat right off the bone Cause the chicken eater Is on his way back home Kenny Rogers, oh